I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here today. If this is your first time, welcome. I guess you don't have the back with it. We'll just say welcome. I do want to start off the show, the podcast, with saying thank you for being here. Um, Just this week of Thanksgiving, I think we have to spend time for that. Really put intentional space to, to look at the things we're thankful for. I'm thankful that somebody out there listens to this and and gets some help, some assistance, uh, is challenged to think a different way. I'm thankful for the ability to do this. There's so many um, things, fallbacks, pushbacks from electronics and all the things, but there are um, things that, that help us out if we really tap into it. I'm thankful that through my stories, through my ups and downs, my victories and defeats, that I can help somebody overcome something. As you hear, my wife and I say, if you've been around us any amount of time, is we never want anybody to suffer in silence. And I think even in this space of time, with all of the technology, all the ability with Zoom and phones and all the things, there are so many people who have been uh, stuck in a corner, maybe by others or even by themselves. And suffering in silence has become a thing, uh, almost a badge of honor. Uh, I use this word very lightly because it's driving me bananas, but everybody's got triggers and that's become such a hip word. I'm triggered by this or I'm triggered by that. You know, we have the ability to remove those triggers from our life when we recognize them one and then two realize I don't have to hold on to this anymore. I get to release this because this is holding me back. This is allowing other people to have control of my life. I, I think it's funny. I almost shared this on Facebook the other day about how many parents won't allow guns in their home because of those triggers. But it's amazing the triggers in their life that they do share with their kids. It's amazing the generational carryover we have of things that are triggering people. Well, my mom was always this way, so I am too. But why? Why are you letting those things control you? Now, that's not uh, where we're at today. I, I don't know how I got on that thought, but maybe it's something something somebody need to hear. But I'm thankful to be here with you. I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that 24 is coming, and I hope that uh, you are positioning yourself every breath you have, every every beat in your chest, every step to be better than you were, because that's my call. If you look in the Bible, and yes, I'm a pastor, there's three things that I believe the church is supposed to be doing. First is edify people, and that's to grow them. You, you have to grow. you got to grow in life. If you're not living, if you're not growing, you're dying. The moment you stop growing, it's now a downhill slide to dying. Number two is exhort, and that's a super churchy word, I know. Exhort means to pull things out of you, to let you see the greatness in you. I believe that we are created in the image of God. Therefore, you have greatness in you. What are you doing with it? 
usually the outside exterior, the triggers, if you will, the, the mistakes in life that held us back, prevent us from actually seeing what we're capable of. Maybe even the people surrounding us that constantly tell us we can't or we won't or will always be. Maybe the ones preventing us from walking in that. I want to be someone who can not only see something in you, but speak life into it. The third is to encourage you. Encourage is not to make you feel good where you are. Encourage has that word courage in it for a purpose. I want to put courage in you. I want to let you know that you can do it. I want to let you know you don't have to do it by yourself. Surround yourself with people who can help you walk into it and remove the people who hold you back. That's what this thing is all about. That's what in the red, because we all have in the red moments. The, our ability is to not only walk in it and through it, but to go walk out of it. Not to say that there won't be another one, but to refuel, to find space and move forward. And today I want to challenge us a little bit. I know uh, in this Thanksgiving week, everything's supposed to be upbeat. I want you to spend time being thankful. I really want you to spend time and being thankful in all things, even the struggles in life, because I assure you those struggles are positioning you when you come through them to be to have grown in some way, if you'll really allow it to. But I want to go with this title and you saw it. If you clicked on the episode, and you're like, what does that even mean? The title of today's episode is Stop Selling You. Now, this it can be taken in a, uh, a plethora of directions, right? Uh, I think the first, I'll, I'll get the easy, uh, the low-hanging fruit is stop selling you. Like, stop selling who you are to buy what somebody else says about you. Like, that happens a lot. People know within us. And I'm not talking about, uh, well, this is just who I am. First off, stop even tapping into that and becoming who you are based on what other people said or what you even tell yourself sometimes. I'm talking about the real you that you were created to be, not what you've become, not what life is dictated, not what people have told you is okay. Like genuinely your dreams, your passions, your visions inside you that maybe you don't even realize because you've settled in some areas. So maybe you've even sold pieces of you for what you says about you. Like you've limited yourself, but be careful about the people around you who say, that's not who you are. You are this. Or when you say I'm this and be like, oh yeah, that's exactly who you are. Like be very careful about that. Just, I, I just want you to understand that don't get so locked into this is me or not me that you fail to see who you really are. Hurt can put us in a place time after time that limits our ability to see ourselves for who we really are. And we live in a world that will validate hurt. Man, we pity parties galore, all of that. But really what I want to talk to those is my business-minded people out there, my entrepreneurs. Uh, there's a statement that has been given to the business world that I hear quite often, and it is this, always be selling. So it's it's for the business people to say, you know what, everything you do, every breath you have, you've got to always be selling if you're going to be successful. You can't take a break. You you can't ever get to a place where if there's an open door for you to sell you to somebody, for you to sell your product to somebody, you better kick that door wide open and just run through it. Like always be selling because if you don't, you won't be successful to the level you're supposed to be. The moment you stop selling, somebody's going to outsell you. That's really the fear and concern is that somebody's working harder than you. Somebody's doing uh, 
it more than you. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to sell you when others are selling you. Think about this for a minute. Most of those people who are saying never stop selling are saying in order for you to be successful, you have to constantly remind people who you are and how you're doing it. What are the whether it's a um, a service. If you're doing a service, you got to get out there and you got to talk somebody into what you're doing. If it's a product, you got to talk somebody into why they need your product. But I'm here to tell you that if you're really doing it the right way, if you've made a product that is doing what it's supposed to do and it's doing it with excellence, it's it's made perfectly. It's not corners are not cut. Money was not cut. So you could just get a bargains uh, size product that does kind of what you say it does. But if you got to sell it, most times it's probably not actually doing what you're saying it is. Those people who oversell. Generally, you get that product and it may do it for a minute, but it will eventually wear off. Or you get it, it's like you almost have to be talked into what it is to a place of believing it. And then somebody's like, I don't see the results. Oh, yes, it does. And then you actually take an emotional step back and like, oh, maybe it's not. Or somebody is constantly selling their service. But here's what I find more times than not. I've personally witnessed people who weren't constantly selling who are successful. How does that happen? Because their product, their service, who they are is demonstrated in excellence. Everything that they do, if you spend any amount of time around them, there is such a genuine presence about them. Everything they do is to first serve the people they're called to. From the perspective of the church that I just spoke about, edify, encourage, and exhort. Their product is to edify. They want uh, consumers who are wise in the area that they're serving them in. They're not giving them a product that they don't understand. They want to educate them on the product they have and why it could be useful. I have a friend of mine who just started a solar business. And the amazing thing about him was he said, so many people are going in and trying to sell you on solar. He said, the moment I walked in, I'm not trying to sell you. I am trying to let you know what this is and it's available to you. He said, I don't walk out looking to finalize the sale. I want to walk out with you having more information. I've, I've found this even in church as a pastor. That's been my heart is I don't want to be selling you and selling our church and selling. There's a lot of like constantly like if you, you need to come to our church. No, I think you just need to find a church and you need to find the right church which is one that edifies you, encourages you, and exhorts you. It's not one that has three songs in a sermon and makes you feel good for an hour, but gets you out in time for kickoff. Like that's the broken model of what church has become. We come in, we get, get what we get. We don't throw a fit and then we move on, but there's no real growth. It just makes us feel good. It, it taps into our emotions. We get to walk into a nice, big, pretty church, but really we have no connection to anybody. There's no community built. Why? Because they're constantly selling themselves. If you really got down to brass, I can say, what does this church do? Could you sell that church to somebody? Or are you only selling what's been sold to you? If you ever talk to somebody who's used their product and they, if they were selling somebody else's product, they're only telling you what that product's told you. But when somebody's actually used something, when something's actually changed somebody's life, 
you don't just hear the company line. You don't just hear the rhetoric that's been handed down. You hear a public testimonial of, I've used this. I've, this service is amazing. I felt valued in the moment I was there. I grew because of like, what if church, what if products, what if services were all of this? What if we had a mindset in the world around us that we don't have to sell ourselves? We're just going to do the things we do with excellence because we know in that space, other people will sell it for us. This has to be the transition in our life. It is the moment that it, it stops us in this pursuit of always selling, that we're constantly telling people what we are. We're constantly telling people what we're selling. Instead, we are spending every moment of just being who we are. We spend every moment in excellence. I'm blessed to be a part of a group of men that are doing this in their businesses and their lives. They're not seeking after success, but every one of them is walking in success. Why? Because they're doing it differently. I'm challenging you today to walk out of the mindset that I have to constantly tell you who I am. I see it all the time. I even see it in pastors. I've been in rooms with pastors where they're constantly looking for the bigger fish, sitting there talking to me. I'm not selling myself. I just want to hear about you. I want to talk to you. I want to share this moment. And you're constantly looking the room to see if there's a bigger fish, somebody bigger to talk to. In that moment, I would care less to talk to you anymore. If the moment I talk to you, all you're trying to do is sell your service, sell your business, sell yourself, I don't need to hear about it. I generally just want to have a conversation. I want to connect with you. I want to know you, not what you're selling. I want a vulnerable space that we can talk and really be open, share ideals, not whoever the largest uh, ego in the room is the one that pushes the conversation. I like to sit ta at tables where everybody's seen. Instead of one person showing out. That's really what selling all the time is. Is showing out. I'm tired of people showing out. I want to be around people who show up. The people who show up don't have to sell themselves. People will take notice. People want to be at the tables with them. People want to be in the rooms with them. That's the places where change happens. That's the moment where movements begin. Look at the world around you. Look at the loudest voices. They're trying to sell you on who they are. Because you can look at them and tell them that's not who you are. They only get louder in that moment. Because realistically, they can't sell who they are because they don't know who they are. They've been convinced of a lie. I don't lead oftentimes with I'm a pastor. I want you to get to know Anthony. Because if you spend any amount of time with me, you're going to know my heart is to be a shepherd, to help nurse someone back to health, to help care for somebody, to help grow somebody, encourage somebody, exhort somebody. I want to encourage you today, no matter where you're at in the process, really stop and begin to take notice of yourself. Stop focusing on one emotional moment of data. Begin to look at the entirety. Really span out and watch the entirety of your life. Take note of the moments of hurt that caused you to react and respond one way. Take notice of the moments of hurt that caused you to shed pieces of your identity or to become something because you didn't want to be just like this. Really take in all of the data and process I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. 
I hope you have people that you can spend time with. If you don't, I encourage you, start the search now. Find a village. Find a group of people. Find a group of people who, when they meet you, know you, help you walk into who you actually are. They'll want to be in the room with you. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. God bless. Let's go. 